millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When the red, red drop becomes bump, bump, bumping along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts throbbing his own sweet song. Addicts dig in to try and hold on to all three points at Swindon, but unfortunately, once again, there's a late twist in the tale. Welcome to Charlton Live. It's the Christmas special. So hello and welcome to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. My name is Louis Mendes. This is, as I said, our Christmas special, our last show uh, before Christmas. A Merry Christmas to every single one of you on this week's show. Of course, we will look back at the uh, 2-2 draw uh, with Swindon Town yesterday. We'll hear from the Addicts boss, Lee Bayer. We'll hear the brief, the brief highlights uh, of the game as well. We've got your tweets and emails to come to. And then, of course, we'll have our Christmas fun and games. We've got the quiz coming up at the end of the show. Uh, so something to look forward to you there. And it's an absolutely packed virtual studio uh, in order to do that. So uh, first up, quickly, let's welcome Mr. Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? All right, everyone. Nadolly Clowin. Merry Christmas. So do you sneeze there? Are you all right? <laughs> I'm absolutely fine, yeah. Uh, good to hear from you, Tom, and Merry Christmas to you. Also on the phone, is that Mr. Benji Cloak? How are you doing, Ben? I'm good, thank you. An English version of Season's Greetings, I'll go Excellent with. Excellent stuff. Are you ready to get seasonally drunk after the show and enjoy yourself for a couple of weeks? Oh, yeah, I'm doing it during the show as well to help, help me get through it. 
Yeah, I have to admit I've opened a can of beer actually. I, I did that as soon as uh, we went, as soon as we conceded a corner in the 90th minute uh, yesterday. Uh, also joining us on the pod, Mr. Lewis Cat. Hey, Dean Luke. Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Merry Christmas, everybody. And uh, Merry Christmas to you. You doing all right? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Reeling a little yeah. bit from the uh, mm. from the government announcements yesterday, but it is what it is. Yeah, what a great afternoon all round, really. Yesterday was it. Uh, con- like conceding a late goal and being told you're not allowed to leave the house at Christmas was was a pretty uh, galling. But uh, also joining us is the chef Mark Newbury. How do you, Mark? Ho ho, and may I add ho? I'm okay. You may you may indeed add ho. Uh, it's not normally that kind of show, but hey, let's spice it up a bit. Yeah, <laughs> good, good. Uh, are you doing well, Mark? Are you looking forward to Christmas? I I am actually. I'm you know glass half full, half hoping half to so. roast a few birds again. We said we wouldn't mention that ever again, Louis. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Right, good to have you all uh, on the show. So, uh, Tom, just briefly then, 2-2 um, draw with Swindon yesterday. Before we get down to the fun and games, we do have to go through the hard bit. And that, as always, is talking about the football. Um, you know, 1-0 down, Swindon like started quite bright. Swindon came back into it, scored a good goal. But we played our way back into contention with, with Bogle's equaliser and Nike put us up and then something we've seen a couple of times now recently and and, and a lot last season a, a late goal that's uh, taken away two points and very very frustrating uh, performance in the end yesterday Tom very frustrating yeah um as you say a late goal but it felt I think we all said it uh, a little bit earlier felt like it was coming uh, a little bit I think and it's another game where I don't think we were at our best and it looked like we were going to get out of that game with three points um unfortunately that wasn't the case a bit like mark with the whole kind of looking ahead to the festive season i'm trying to try and be fairly glass half full with this game as well because we're still in a good position in the league and we've still got games in hand but when you reflect on the the performance very similar to the the shrewsbury game uh, and a couple of others really where we haven't been at our best and we haven't been able to see a game out and get over the line i know there's a lot of debate about at the substitutions uh, and sort of inviting that that pressure on late on. But as I say, it felt like that goal was coming for a little while. So it is disappointing uh, and it probably should have been all three points yet again. But we take the point and we move on. Um, obviously, we've got a couple of games that have been cancelled, haven't we, last week and the Peterborough game coming up. So our schedule is not as packed as it would be. So that might help us as well. Um, but yeah, bitterly disappointed yesterday. And as you say, combined with the the news that everybody was getting uh, about the the tier four as well. It was just a, a pretty tough afternoon, I think, for everyone. Yeah, it certainly was. So let's relive it then. <laughs> let's have a quick listen to the goals from yesterday. Uh, commentators on Valley Pass were Nathan Muller, Terry Smith, and because their commentary dropped out at one point, you also hear me. Did by one Smith trying to find Matt Smith. Watson with a touch, and then Gilby trying to get hold of it. Can't do so. It's out here to Adamayo. Little ball to the edge. And- Conroy, Conroy tees up Jayasimi on his left foot and he buries it for Swindon. And Chartner a goal down after 25 and a half minutes. Yeah, disappointing. I think they started coming into game down that left-hand side, we were just saying. Um, and it got, it got Pearcey had, had to make a choice, either attack the ball and go out wide. He had to do one, he went for the ball and Martinson couldn't make up the ground in time. Uh, disappointing, but... They were in the ascendancy at the time. They've grown into the game, and we really haven't. Well, the ball through. Bogle might get in here. Goes around the goalkeeper, Omar Bogle. He scores! Omar Bogle gets the Addicts back onto level terms. He tripped as he took it around the goalkeeper, but he gets it into the back of the net anyway. Slindon 1, Cholton 1. Audrey 
in close attention. Still Gilby on it. Back inside Baudry. Finds Madison. Madison, little touch to Gilby again, and a lovely offside. touch to Washington. He sprung the offside trap and into an EK. Charlton have finished it. No offside flag at all, and Charlton are 2 1 up. I thought that was offside. I, really, I was, thought the flag already went up, but what a ball. If that was an offside, what a ball that was. Just looking at it again. He's got to be offside there, hasn't he? I think um, Baudry in the centre was playing Connor onside, even though Chucks may have been offside when the ball went forward to Connor Washington. Mm. And then when the ball was pulled backwards, it's backwards, so it's not offside. Yeah. So that's the only thing I can think. We don't have the greatest angle here. Into the final minute of normal time. Corner on the Charlton right-hand side. Sent in towards the six-yard box. It's uh, lots of players and it's gone in. How did that go in? It was Pittman who got his head to it. It seemed to just hang in the air. And Amos couldn't prevent it from going underneath the crossbar and in for the equaliser. Got until oh, another late goal, but... Maybe just looking it back, he's just sort of, he's not really jumped, it's just, he's just nuked the header and it's just caught. Looks like it's caught then out of surprise, but not managing the game and conceding late on, it's just disappointing. Because I think the second half we've been value for money, second half. There we go then, that was the goals from yesterday's 2-2 draw with Swindon Town. You heard there how dejected that Nathan and, and Tell were uh, late on there because we conceded late again. It, it, I, I agree with Tom that it felt kind of inevitable because I think we're Charlton fans and we saw ourselves getting pushed back and pushed back um, Lewis but the, the weird thing was yesterday like and I see I certainly see where the questions are going to come from with, with Boya here you know his, his substitutions that were made they certainly went quite early uh, to bring on a couple of defenders I mean don't forget that did in one case end up with Marson going to midfield so it's effectively one defensive substitution because when Perrington came on Marson went into midfield so that was almost Mark, that, that, that wasn't quite bringing on an extra defender because one of them pushed up into the midfield. But we do have to say, obviously, when, when Matthews came on and we were sitting quite deep, it felt inevitable, although at the, other, at the other end of it, they didn't actually create a chance until that goal. So if we defend one corner properly, then you're going away from that and saying, well, we've done exactly what we needed to do. So you can see the frustration, but also, I guess, Lewis, you can see what Bo was trying to do. Yeah, you can. I mean, he's probably trying to, learn the lessons a little bit from the Shrewsbury game a couple of weeks ago where we found ourselves in a similar position, you know, holding on to a lead with, with well, a short amount of time left in the game. It was a very, it was a little bit like deja vu watching it really, like us getting sort of peppered and put under pressure for that initial closing stages. And like Tom said, it was kind of um, inevitable that they were going to score, if you like. And I, I do see the questions surrounding some of the substitutions and, you know, some of it is, is it is it earned? I'm not sure. I mean, we lost. We took Bogle off really early, so you used one sub up at half time, which obviously paid dividends because Chucks came on and and got and got another goal, which is great for him. Uh, and then obviously uh, replacing he replaced what was it Forster Kasky for Perrington when he pushed Matson into midfield, and then like you said, we saw Matthews come on sort of five minutes after that as well. So we were kind of shutting up shop with 20 minutes left to play and. I don't think we were playing that bad. I thought we had quite an impressive second half. It was just, you know, as as it is so many times with us, those closing stages of the game where we seem to just not handle the pressure or, or switch off a little bit and maybe invite the pressure, as as we've said. But you know, as as Tom said, it's a little bit glass half full. I'm I'm not I'm not happy with it because 
that's another disappointing um, result away from home against opposition that maybe we feel we should be beating. But I said it on Thursday on the show with Nathan that we can't take these sides for granted because it's been proved now again that it doesn't really matter where you are on the table at the moment because anyone can beat anyone. And, you know, we, we come out of this with a point away from home, which in all, all circumstances you would take. But I do feel as if we did enough to to take all three. And as as we also said on Thursday, with these games in hand and the teams around us starting to drop points, we have to capitalise on that. And sadly, uh, yesterday was another missed opportunity to gain some ground on the uh, on the top two. Mm, yeah, certainly was. That's what, one of the main frustrations yesterday. And obviously talking about those, those substitutions, Ben, I mean, I, I feel like I've presented one side of that argument already by saying... Uh, that that for example, Matt, like you know, you could see what Bo was trying to do, trying to soften things up at the back, and then maybe look for someone like Martson or Anike at the other end of the pitch to try and relieve the pressure. But then obviously the other part of that is, well, Johnny Williams was sat on the bench. He could have come on. He would have been a perfect outball and, and would have helped to relieve the pressure. Now the difference between I think the Shrewsbury game, uh, where where Matthews came on five minutes from time for Johnny Williams, ironically. Uh, and and yesterday is that Swindon's defence were absolutely there for the taking. Shrewsbury actually defended quite well against us. Swindon, they were all over the place at the back. So really, I, I I could understand why there would be a good argument to bring on someone like Johnny to just stretch and just kill him off because I do think that that was there for the taking. I think if you, when we listened to Bo, he did say we should have done that already. We did have chances where we didn't take care. But, you know, I guess if, if people are going to look at an individual player who could have come on and made that difference, and Johnny Williams certainly could have been that difference for us in that in those sort of last 15 20 minutes yeah that was exactly my argument uh it just seemed like whole deja vu looking back at last season when we threw away either a lead or a draw in the last few minutes and it's understandable last season we probably weren't good enough to be in that league with the players we had and that so I, I can understand it but this season we're, we're playing against a Swindon team who aren't in form and we shove defenders on and four fullbacks in a team. It just doesn't work. Okay, I know what you're saying. Matson uh, went left mid, but he's a left back. And Adam Matthews is a fullback, Parrington and Gunter. So it just clogs up our whole balance of our squad. And we're lucky to, that we've had uh, players that are fit again now so we can put players in their right positions. And yeah, look, especially as the Shrewsbury game, he took Johnny Williams off because he thought he wasn't doing that job. We all know that was very well publicised. Give Johnny that chance to go, look, I've recovered. I can show you I can do that job. And Johnny Williams is one of the most fouled players in the league, surely. And him taking that ball up the pitch, getting fouled, gives us a breather, pushes us all up the pitch. And yeah, I... I mean, don't get me wrong, it, it could have gone either way, couldn't it? As you said, look, last minute goal, set piece, who knows if someone's there marking him. But when a little team's playing a big team, they always say, look, as long as we can attack a set piece, that's our main way of scoring. So they were always going to exploit that. And uh, yeah, it was a good finish. It was just a shame. Attack's the best form of defence, in my opinion. And it was just a shame. It didn't feel like we learned from our mistakes from the Shrewsbury game. And so many times last season we need to just try and change it up keep on the pressure I mean we didn't do that against Wimbledon to the last few minutes like brought on defenders so yeah really frustrating for me and hopefully lessons learned yeah it remains to be seen I mean that, that is one big debate isn't it Mark um 
You know, it does buy you go two defences. I mean, I feel like Alan Kerbsey used to do this quite a lot. And ironically, Kerbs in Valley Pass yesterday did imply that I think he felt that the, the, the substitutions brought pressure onto us. Um, you know, Powerly probably could be accused of doing it too much. I mean, it's, it's an age-old discussion, isn't it? But is when, when, when you're hanging on to a lead, if you, if you go gung-ho and, and look to try and keep it down the other end of the pitch and you get picked off on the counter-attack, um, your people will be saying, why on earth did you do that? Why didn't you bring on an extra defender? You know, I think we used to do that with Andy Hughes quite a lot, bring him on to sit in front of the in front of the back four and just sweep things up. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, it's a tough one really to say. You never know what would have happened if we brought on a more attacking player. Well, if it pays off, you're a genius. And if it doesn't, you're an idiot. I mean, it's, it's, it's always the way it is in football. Um, well, it's it's hard to say, you know, what Bowyer's seeing from the side of a pitch. If he's seeing them getting on top and thinking, you know, it's going to be coming in the last 10, 15 minutes, that kind of a bombardment. And he thinks the defenders we have are going to be able to deal with it. That's what he's going to go with. Um, we, as fans, always prefer, you know, carry on attacking, carry on attacking. You know, and then say, if you get caught on the break, you get caught on the break. But it's it's, it's a tough one, I'd say. If it, it pays off. I mean, I think there's... The blame is fairly and squarely on our esteemed con- colleague uh, Nathan because he always has a late goal when he commentates. So I'm I'm, I'm half blaming Bowyer's substitutions. I'm half blaming Nathan, um, which I think is a uh, f- fair. Uh, that, that's the way I live my life. But anything goes wrong, blame Nathan. That's that's what I do as uh, as soon as possible. Now, I mean, obviously we have to talk about the other aspects of the game. Um, it, it was a good goal actually from uh, Jay Samey to to put Swindon. Uh, in the lead, uh, but we came back into it. Well, Omar Bogle uh, on the score sheet as well there, Tom. Obviously, you know, um, a big weight off his neck to get that goal in the back of the net. Almost uh, almost taken out by the goalkeeper. Ended up looking quite untidy, but he did well to take it around the, the, the goalkeeper there. But then he follows it up two minutes later uh, with, with one of the misses of the season. And unfortunately, as, as we'll hear, I said to Bo after that, that almost has summed up his time with us. So far, he goes from the sublime to the ridiculous a couple of times. He has one game where he's subbed off after 32 minutes, one game where he scores a goal. It's just, it's it's hard to put it, hard to put him in A or B at the moment. And there's another one of those games for him yesterday. Yeah, he's, uh, it's obviously better than some of the recent games in that he, he got his goal. Uh, and as you say, it looked uh, a funny one and, and certainly not a tidy finish, but he did get the ball into the back of the net and that's really all that matters. Um, and so there you are, you, you know, as someone who's fairly level-headed about the, the side, I, I was pleased because I know a lot of people have been on his back. And then uh, two minutes later, as you say, gets put clean through and, and puts it wide when he really should score. So it's frustrating really, but, you know, Boyer is sticking with him. So Boyer must be seeing what you know either what he's doing in training or what he's offering in these games and I said it I think last week about you know he plays a big part and Bo has referenced it in terms of tiring defenders out and you see that he's now starting to add goals to his game as well which helps but ultimately if you're going to bring defensive players on towards the end of the game you wonder exactly what the purpose of him just tiring opposition out and is but again we saw it yesterday I suppose because Anike then came on as well and and again added uh, another goal to to his tally so it's really difficult I, I, you know I have lots of goodwill towards Omar Bogle I, I want him to do well um, I don't think he's quite adding enough to this team to warrant that starting place at the moment so I'm surprised that he is being uh, continued in that role but having said that Anike is better from the bench and Paul Smith's injured so 
you know, the options up there are fairly limited. Obviously, if Ronnie Schwartz comes in in, in January, which it looks like he is, then I wonder if that will change things. Um, and maybe that's just a little bit of at the back of Bogle's mind saying, you know, if you don't start scoring more goals, then you might well be out of the team. So, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one, but you can't argue, you know, as I say, he got the ball in the back of the net and got us up and running. So you've got to give him credit for that at least. Mm, yeah, I did ask Bo yesterday about Ronnie Schwartz and he's, he's not going to put anything really on the record there uh, as you'll hear in the interview. But obviously Richard Coyley does make it sound like it's all systems uh, go on, on that one. Brett Pittman it was with the equaliser yesterday, Lewis. Um, it's funny, actually, I, I got into this conversation with uh, one of the, uh, with Martin on Twitter um, and, and he said he felt like he scores against us every game. Uh, and I looked up, it's like literally the first time he's ever scored against us. But then I had this weird fall- like thought, thought about him as well. So I made the joke to Ollie, after we had done the interviews and we were all miserable, I said to Ollie, well, you know, Brett Pittman shouldn't even be on the pitch. He should be isolating or shielding because of his age. I looked up his age when I got back. He's the same age as me. I just got the impression he was about like 40-odd. But yeah, it's, it's still going, uh, Brett Pittman. And, and you know, you can't let a player like him be unmarked from a corner. I, I think it was Gilby who, who lost his man there. But these are the simple things where Bo will look at that, that game plan to see it out, to not give away chances where we hadn't. And then one little slip costs us the two points, and that's where that's where he will be frustrated that we just can't do can't do that bit of work that that job to keep the ball out of the net right at the end. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, like you say, it's incredibly frustrating, especially given the amount of defensive players on the pitch uh, at that time that we can't see these games out, and it's obviously a, a bit of a common occurrence with our side. Like even last year, as Benji said earlier, you, you look back at so many fixtures where we've dropped points in the the closing stages. So there, there's obviously like an underlying problem there, but getting to the root of it is obviously a, a lot harder than, you know, it's not going to change overnight. So it's something that they'll have to look at, but ultimately you, from Bowyer's point of view, he's bringing on all these defensive players to, to try and see a game through and try and grind out a result when maybe we feel like we're not at our best and maybe against up, you know, up against it a little bit, which is what he did yesterday. I mean, I thought, as you said earlier, their their defence was there for the taking. Um, so I'm, I'm not overly uh, sold on the defensive subs, but I do understand why he did it. Um, and it will be frustrating that we've put that amount of defensive players onto, onto the pitch to try and see a game through, and we've not been able to do that. And like you say, regarding Brett Pittman, we, he's maybe the first time he scored against us, but we're well aware of his threat and what he can bring to the side that you're, you know, to the opposition. We've seen him at Portsmouth causes problems. We've seen him at Bournemouth and he's got a lot of experience in this division. Someone that you want to keep an eye on, especially, you know, at a club like Swindon, he's going to be an incredibly important player. So it'll be, it'll be very disappointing that we haven't, you know, kept an eye on him a little bit in those closing stages, especially. Uh, And again, it's more points dropped, but, you know, I'm trying not to get too down about it because when you look at where we are in the, in the table and how we're performing, overall on paper this season given the kind of full start that we had and everything that was going on behind the scenes maybe for the first three or four games it's it's not looking too bad a lot of us said we take mid-table uh, or even survival at the start of this season so to be up well in the mix and only a handful of points off the top two uh, it's not all doom and gloom mm, no certainly not. I did ask Bowyer after if he would have been you know quite happy to have settled for a one goal victory given the conditions and given how much Swindon had of the ball and, and and he said, yeah, you know, clearly that's what his game plan was. It was just to 
you know, do the dirty work and hold on to it. We should we should have scored a couple more goals, really, with, with some of the not, not we didn't create the final chances, but the possession, the positions that we had the ball in, we should have created really clear cut chances, which I think Bo was annoyed about. Talks about a, a, a counter attack, but yeah, Ben talking about that that league table. Then obviously we talked, we've seen Hull dropping points. I think they've had three defeats in a row now. Um, there, there's a few teams up there, you know, like us who aren't on the best run of form, ironically. But it's tight, isn't it? It's, it's still all to play for. Bearing in mind the amount of games in hand we have as well. You know, I mean, I'm doom and gloom when, when we drop a couple of points late on. But give it 24 hours and I'm looking at the table and looking at the fixtures and looking at the games in hand. I'm thinking, look, this, this is a long, strange season. We're still we're still way in this. Let's not get carried away. Come on, we're, we're, still, we're still got a good chance here. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think the frustrations seem more... Because we're after a game, I never look at my phone. I'm in the pub with you guys, having a drink. We talk about the result, and we lift each other's spirits like that, really. And You've got a bloody time machine time. as well, have you been? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we used to be, eh? But, like, it's a time like to reflect now and go, okay, we're coming up to Christmas time. Normally, it's the halfway mark of the season. We have got these games to catch up on. Uh, as you were just saying there, we could be getting in a new striker. Other than that, I think every team is going to suffer injuries during this season. Every team's going to drop points because of the quick games coming up. I don't think a team is going to lead this division by a country mile. I think as long as we keep in around that top six uh, and you you get a good uh, couple of results like we have done during the season then I can see us really mounting some pressure again. And I, I think we, we, we can do that. Obviously, we've had players coming into the team after injury and we're trying to get that uh, regular eleven. And we missed out on a game Tuesday. Again, we could look back at that and say, do you know what, if we had a good result, we could have bounced back off that. So, yeah, I, I think as long as we keep in the mix, which I'm sure we will, I'm sure we'll work out a way to strengthen during that January window. Uh, we will be up there, definitely. Excellent stuff. Right, let's hear from Lee Bowyer then. I caught up with the Addicts boss after the 2-2 draw at Swindon yesterday and asked him what he made of the game at the county ground. Um, hugely disappointed. It's, there's no way we should be leaving here with one point. The chances we created. Second half, we should have scored three, four goals. Our decision makers, uh, our decision making has, has cost us today. Wrong decisions, making the wrong decisions at the wrong times. Passing when we should be shooting, shooting when we should be passing. There was one time we had we had a break and we had like six v two or six v three in our favour. Like, there's no way we should let them off like that, and um, just weren't clinical enough in front of goal. And, if you don't take your chances, then, then that can always happen. What happened at the end there? From from nothing, we was comfortable. Um, and then we just have to see it out. And again, we've, we've dropped another two points. Frustrating because for all Swindon's possession and territory in that second half, they, they weren't creating many chances at all. I, think, I can't remember Ben Amos making a single save. No. <laughs> and, but that's football. That's football. Um, we was the better side by far, second half. And... Um, we created loads of chances, didn't take them. They had no chances from a set piece. They flick it on and it, and it loops over Ben. And that's, that's the game. That's the game, unfortunately. And uh, I think our general play was good. We kept 
we kept doing the right things, moved the ball well at, at times, difficult pitch, difficult conditions, but showed like everything that we'd worked on was, was working. Just that final bit, that final bit, and that's the most important bit. And uh, again, that's, that's what's cost us. And if you, you know, given the conditions and it's an away game against the side who are fighting for their lives, if you had to dig in at the end and, and settle for just a one-goal victory, you would have been more than happy with that? Yeah, the most important thing is when you come to places like this is that you just leave the three points. Um, sometimes it's going to be pretty, sometimes it ain't. Today there was some good stuff uh, that we done and at times it was a bit of a battle. And, but the most disappointing thing, like I said, is that we've left with one point instead of three because... We, we should have we should have won that game comfortably. We've seen a lot of it, haven't we, over the last few weeks from all the sides in that promotion race, even hold dropping points quite quite often recently as well. Yeah, everyone's going to drop points, but we shouldn't be like this in Shrewsbury now. That's four points that we've dropped, and they, they sh- that shouldn't be happening. Um, my job is just to keep pushing them and, and, and trying to get the best out of them. And and today I thought we, we played well, but. The most important thing is, is the three points and we're only coming back with one and, and that's disappointing. It's good to see Omar on the score sheet again and then summed up his season possibly that he missed a chance soon after that. That's probably how it's been going for him so far. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased he scored. Um, has to score the second one. Has to. So, um, yeah. He, he, he worked hard but just wasn't really his day today. Uh, obviously he got his goal but should have done better with a second chance for sure How did you see it going into the Christmas period now with the games that have been called off It's, a, it's a, normally this is the busiest time and it'll be relentless but you've gone Saturday, Saturday, Saturday which is really unusual um, uh, do, you, do you see that as an advantage? Um, you, you could say it'd be an advantage but it's going to become a disadvantage somewhere else so uh, yeah, most important thing is that we just get back now and get back on a training pitch, get ready for next weekend. What's your views on those games being called off? Because obviously Charlton have, have done well with getting Deji and, and Dylan, for example, out of the way when they've had it, or Chucks when he had it earlier on in the season. But Bristol only had a couple of players in midweek, and Peterborough are games 10 days away, but they've been able to call that one off. Are you surprised that these games are getting called off when Charlton as a club have been able to deal with these things a bit better? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we're disappointed. Um, us as a club, we're going to be asking questions, uh, especially the the Bristol one. Seven, eight hours before kickoff is getting called off. Like we, we had, we had uh, Deji and um, Dylan. So There's two people, and Bristol got two people, from what I understand. So. Uh, to call the game off because of two people and it's, that, that can't be happening some of them went and played with eight uh, so what so um, yeah we'll, we'll be asking the question and and, and we, we'll be expecting to be given good reasons uh, but yeah that's that's something that'll come at a later date but it's disappointing because we we work hard and we prepare and but again it's going to clog up at the back end of the season and it's going to be hard enough to get all the games in as it is so you can't just keep calling games off for, for people that have got like one or two cases obviously it's difficult times and I understand that And but us as a club just shows you how well that we're doing you know we're, we're doing everything the right way um, and um, 
and we'll carry on to do that. Well, just looking ahead to, to January as well, just finally, um, the striker was spotted in the, in the crowd at a home game recently, one who I think Thomas is quite friendly with, guy, uh, Ronnie. Uh, I know you went for him in the, where he was around possibly in, in the summer. Is that something you think could still be an option in, in January? Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, maybe that could be an option, but um, whenever we've got an opportunity to, to improve the squad, then obviously that's, that's what I want. I want to improve the squad. I want the competition for places. Uh, whether it's bringing in whoever, uh, whatever position, but we'll always improve it if we can, if if, if it's possible. So, uh, so yeah, that's what we'll look to do in January. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Charlton Live. Well, welcome back to Charlton Live. Uh, just heard there from the Addicts boss, uh, Lee Bayer, after yesterday's 2-2 draw at Swindon Town. Obviously asked the boss uh, about the game and, and a couple of other bits, Mark. I asked him about the, the frustrations around in the postponed games. And obviously uh, it, the, the club are going to be asking some questions there. I think, you know, as we heard from both, particularly not happy with the, the Bristol Rovers situation. I think we, we spoke about this on Thursday's pod. It, it does seem really rather unclear as to when and how you can get games called off. And I know well, no, the club aren't happy uh, about about the two games that have been called off recently. But, um, I mean, ben, Benji asked a question just before, Mark. Um, get, ha- not having that hectic Christmas schedule right now, I mean, that, that can certainly be seen as a positive because this really is a busy time of year. But at the same time, I mean, we're going to have to be, we're going to have to pay this back as the season goes on because we're going to have more and more games to fit in. So I can't decide if it's a positive now that's going to be a negative in the future. Um, it's hard to tell because no one knows how this season is going to finish, if it's going to finish, because of the um, situation going on anyway. Um, I've, I'd probably err on the side of it being a positive thing because then you've got a chance of maybe getting one or two players who might be carrying the knocks who we don't know about. I mean, we know about the long-term injuries to Innes and Falemo. So, you know, there's probably one or two who are carrying slight knocks, but they've not made it... Um, public knowledge 
And so it does give them a chance to have a bit more of a rest and come back in. I mean, the only thing which slightly surprised me, I mean, was that Deji didn't go into the back alongside Pierce and put, move Prattley in and drop Watson out. That's probably the only thing with his selection yesterday, which I would probably pick up on. But, you know, like I say, if it gives the players a chance to come back and rest and, you know, all, all good. I mean, it will be hectic, but it'll be hectic for everybody towards the end of the season. If we end up playing three times a week, you know, and we can keep our players and Doherty comes back and he's because he's going to be raring to go because he'll have been out for like three, four months. Innes will be back. Um, I think we've got, you know, possibly if Bo picks up with his Schwartz comes in and he might look to get a central defender if Filemo doesn't come back and in another loan. And so I, I'm the positive that we've got the players there and the players about to give the end of the season a real good hiding. Yeah, hopefully that will be the case. Also there, Tom, obviously I asked Bo about Ronnie Schwartz. He, re- he really wouldn't give much of an answer on it, but um, it would be interesting. There's always, you'd have to say, hope that we can improve our squad. But with the wage cap, I don't know if that means someone will have to go out. But, you know, there, there's always room for improvement. Um, the Omar Bogle question will come up again and again, I think, because even when he scores like yesterday, he gets subbed off. And as we heard from Bo there, you know, he really thinks he should be putting away that other chance. If Bo can see the, the potential for an upgrade, you know, he's ruthless. He won't, he won't, he won't not do it, will he? That's what I was about to say. Yeah, he's he's ruthless. Um, he gives people a chance, but if they don't take that chance, then uh, yeah, it's not very often they get a second or a third one. So, like I say, he's persisting with Bogles. So there's definitely something there that he sees, but he must be getting frustrated at the the chances that are missed as well. So, yeah, I think I think it was him that said he's got a little bit of money to play with. I think possibly in the press conference on Thursday. Um, and yeah, like I know you boys talked about it on the pod as well. Ronnie Schwartz isn't someone I know a huge amount about. His goal record is obviously in leagues that I don't know a huge amount about as well. But if uh, if Gallon's had a look at him and, and thinks that he's he's worth a go, then if we have got a little bit of money, then there's no harm in yeah trying to, uh, to push it a little bit. I think um, obviously the defensive injuries aside, I think the defence is pretty well stocked. And I like the balance we've got in midfield, although it hasn't maybe hasn't quite clicked yet. Um, but I do think probably another striker. Uh, obviously, Washington getting that way towards 10 already and, and Chucks as well. So we've got goals in the team. But yeah, Paul Smith, obviously, at the moment, looks like he's on his way back and, and the Bogle discussion we've had plenty of times. So yeah, it'd be nice to have another option there. And, and like Mark says, we're going to need those players in the second half of the season because uh, we're going to need to be able to rotate, particularly with these games being called off because we're going to have a, a busy few months. Um, but if we can get on a good run with some of these players, then we've got an exciting squad there. But yeah, it would be nice to have one or two in January for sure. Excellent. So right, let's have a look at some of the tweets and emails. Many of them have come in uh, from listeners to discuss yesterday's game. London in at Giza says, deserved. What we got overall is a poor second half. The last 20 minutes we sat back and we nearly got away with it, which w- which is what it would have been. Very disappointed with negative tactics against the very poor Swindon side. So actually, I'm, I'm going to pick up on that straight away, Lewis, because as I said, you know, I, I don't think we actually gave up a lot of chances, but obviously we gave up possession territory. And you know, I think I tweeted with about 10 minutes left, we we're playing a dangerous game. But at the same time, we didn't give up chances. We gave up possession and territory but not chances so if we'd held on and defended one corner then Bo would have looked at that 
as the perfect away displays. I mean, that's clearly the way he targets games at the end there. It's not often we, we see us going on and pushing for 3, 4, and 5 like we saw against AFC Wimbledon. I mean, do you think he's been bitten too many times? Or, are, or have there been slender away wins, you know, enough of those this season uh, to suggest that, that there's a tactic that, that actually works for us? You know, I'm looking at our away form uh, in, in the campaign so far this season. Obviously, we've won, uh, won a few. Ipswich, we won 2-0 because we pushed on for a second goal. Portsmouth, we pushed on late for a second goal. Northampton, we got a second goal. But I, I imagine if we put one of those moves together that we tried to yesterday, we would have got that second goal and put these games to bed. So it's hard it, It's hard to decide how Bo would want to manage a game when we haven't been able to put that move together and get a second goal. Yeah, exactly. And, and like you say, there's not been that many occasions where we've sort of ran away with the game, apart from that Wimbledon game, which... Really, we switched off for 10 minutes, found ourselves 2-1 down and, and the comeback in that was incredible. So it shows that they can do it when needed. But as you say, in the other games, they've all been incredibly narrow. Even at home, like our victories haven't, they've never been sort of 3 nils or anything like that. It's sort of 2-0, 2-1. You know, we scored three goals at home to Fleetwood, but we conceded two. So they're all they're all quite tight. So we obviously do have something in there to, to try and grind out results when needed. or Maybe when our backs are against the wall a little bit. But it would just be incredibly frustrating that against opposition that maybe could be considered lesser, considering what their form going into the game and their position in the table. Naturally, on, on paper, you'll be disappointed to not have taken all three points, especially when we were leading for, you know, Chuck scored what on the hour mark. So 30 minutes, you're you're seeing it through. It's only really in the last 10 minutes that we, we really come under the cosh. It's just a shame that we can't can't seem to hold on in those in those dying embers of a game. And like I said earlier, I think it's something they're going to have to visit. I mean, defensively, you think we probably haven't had a fit centre-half pairing for 90% of the campaign so far. You think Innes has been out since, what, October time? The same with Akin Famwo, who came back in and then had another setback. Deji's been out for a long time, hasn't featured. Pierce, only just come back in. So we have relied a lot on sort of makeshift centre-half pairing. You know, Prattley... I, I love Darren Prattley and I think he's done a, a fairly decent job slotting in there, but he's not a centre-half. Although he is a defensive-minded player, he's not a centre-half. So we are seeing these issues defensively, but we do need to remember we've not had that natural centre-half pairing. And, and they're the, you know, the, when you look at the aerial presence that we had with, with Famwo and Innes in those games, that's when we were in our prime and Amos was keeping clean sheet after clean sheet and We'd won all those games on the spin. And it's noticeable when you took those two out of the side and we did have to make do with what we had, but we we did start to see some of these games become a little bit more cagey. And I still think that's the case now. Maybe Piercy's not fully fit yet. You know, he, he hasn't really played any football for a while. He's only just come back in. So he's not going to be firing on all cylinders. And like I said about Prattley already, he's, he's not a natural position for him. So it was something that would need to be worked on. It'd be nice to see Deji come back in at some point when he's fit to try and get a more natural centre-half pairing until we do eventually get Ryan Innes back um, and hopefully Akin Famwo as well. I mean, his injury seems quite long-term and hopefully that doesn't end his stay with us. But um, yes, that's purely, I think, one of the major uh, factors to how we're sort of throwing these games away at the moment. It's just not having that natural defensive partnership. And that's key for any side. Excellent stuff. Right, let's have a look at some more emails that came in. Len says, negative substitutions cost us the win. Why not go on attacking and win the game comfortably? Two points dropped is down to Bowie. And as I said as I said yesterday, I do I do think 
the Shrewsbury game and where, in fairness, Matthews only really came on for the last five minutes and yesterday were two very different games. And I do, I definitely think there was more goals in it for us yesterday. But at the same time, you know, we, we did have counter-attacks and we didn't take the most of them. So maybe not. Craig says, uh, uh, Bows, Bows, Bows. He has to stop the negative substitutions from 70 minutes. We have to kill teams off. Disappointed in the draw, but it's one more point on the road to promotion. Have a solid week and get back to winning ways up the addicts. Really enjoy the show. Keep going. Great work. That's Craig. Cheers for that. Uh, Craig Fields says, uh, hi, guys. Another two points thrown away. To be honest, a theme that's running right throughout the last two seasons of Bowyer's reign, a defensive substitutions to hold on to a lead. Whilst people are saying in Bowyer we trust and the usual only a few months ago we didn't have a club. That's true, uh, but we have it now and we want promotion. Obviously, nothing will happen now, but if Lee keeps dropping silly points and promotion doesn't happen, I fear for him, which will be a huge shame. Attack, Lee. Attack. And again, yeah, uh, you know, obviously we're seeing the pattern now that is coming our last couple of away games, Swindon and Shrewsbury. But other than that, have we dropped too many points late on this season? Not really. Um, so we're hoping it's not going to turn into a proper pattern this season. But, you know, you know, late on in games at, at home to Wimbledon, away at uh, Ipswich, away at Portsmouth. Um, you know, we've seen us go on to, to seal games away at Blackpool as well. So hopefully that will be uh, the case more often than not. Hopefully we won't continue down this path that we've gone in the last couple of weeks. Uh, GT says, I honestly can't stand the fact of playing defensively and think that Gilby was absolutely awful. His end product was just shocking. Uh, Watson, again, was quality, same as Martin. What do you make of, uh, of, of Gilby then, Ben? Obviously, um, you know, he's uh, played, played quite a lot recently, Alex Gilby, involved in that excellent move for Chooks and Ike's goal, actually. We haven't really mentioned that enough yet, so it's a brilliant, brilliant move. But every now and then, I guess he, do, he does give the ball away, as, as, you know, as you often see from, from a midfielder. What have you made of him since he's come back from injury? Yeah, I was going to say, the first few games uh, at the start of the season, I thought I was really looking forward to him playing this season. I thought it was someone we missed last season, especially when Conor Gallagher left, a player that kind of ran through the middle and created stuff for us. And uh, yeah, I don't think, I think that injury's rocked him a bit. I don't think he's looked the same as he looked in the first few games of the season. But yeah, as you said yesterday, he done well for the goal. Did he miss uh, the header for the, from the corner? Maybe. Uh, I was w- watched that goal back a few times. It was quite hard who was exactly marking Pittman. But, um, yeah, I think he would say himself he's not really made the impact on games that he'd hoped he'd make. Uh, and, yeah, I think obviously coming in from a, a side where he was player of the season last year uh, and now he's maybe a bit more of a smaller fish in a bigger, a bigger pond. And can he do it a bit more often for us? Yeah, I think... I think it would be good to have Shinny alongside him. When when he has Shinny alongside him, it, it works quite well because if one of them goes forward, one of them can go back in each other's position and it worked well like that. So it's hard with injuries, as, as we just said. Um, we're not having that consistent lineup. So uh, I'm sure with a consistent run of games, we'll see more of a better performance from him. Yeah, fingers crossed that's uh, what we'll see. I, I, I definitely, definitely think there's a player in there uh, and, and I do think we've seen glimpses of it over the last few weeks and, and hopefully we'll see it more often. Right, Phil says, uh, hi guys, uh, yeah, another disappointing result against a team that had one outlet. All they had was their right wing and uh, rather than uh, bolster the left flank by pushing Martin into left midfield with Perrington behind him and even moving Gilby to a more natural right side, uh, replacing Jake who was at risk of a second yellow. We take both Jake and Marcus off our best options of creating good opening. 
and bring on two fullbacks, inviting Swindon to come and attack us. The sooner we realise that our best form of defence is attack, the better. Whenever we go more defensive, we either make a silly mistake or the opposition get a bit of luck and we are level or go behind. If we play our natural game, we could score three or more goals in most games and the opposition then has to score three or more to get a result, which they rarely, if ever, do. Keep up the good work during and yet another uh, difficult lockdown period. Wishing you all the best for Christmas. That's from Mr. Phil 19. Yeah, and Merry Christmas to you, Phil, as well. Thanks for your kind wishes and for your email there. Adam says, hi, guys. I thought we looked comfortable yesterday in and out of possession. Didn't look like conceding. So I don't stand, understand why in the 70th minute Bayer decided to switch it up. Taking off two creative players for two defenders and going five at the back. That's something you do with five minutes left and your back's against the wall. Bayer himself con uh, conceded in his post-match interview that we look comfortable. So how does he explain those changes? I believe in Bayer and that he's the right manager for us. However, he needs to wise up and make better in-game decisions. He talks about players not managing the game well when uh, he also seems to struggle with this. Uh, people need to realise he isn't a fresh out-of-the-box manager anymore. If he can get a bit more tactical awareness during our games, I think we can get enough points for a push for promotion. Santa needs to bring us a fit again and solid defensive pairing and have another striker. Pretty pleased with a sugar uh, and a cherry on top. That's from Adam. Yeah, cheers uh, for your email. Uh, Adam, couple more tweets before we uh, move on as well. We've got so many emails as well, so apologies if we don't come to your email uh, or your tweet during today's show because we have got absolutely loads. Bob says... I don't get the negativity from some fans about Boya. Yes, he's made mistakes, but remember, he is still learning. Fans ask for stability after a number of years of turmoil. Changing the manager isn't stability. All hell let loose says very few people are asking for a change of manager. Uh, what they're asking for is a change of philosophy regarding defending a one-goal lead. Robert says, apart from Watson, who had a very good game, no one really wanted to get their foot on the ball and boss it in midfield. I believe we're missing Shinny yesterday. We looked okay defending from the front and then things changed and we all know what happened from then. Yeah, do, do you think Shinny has been a bigger miss than a lot of people have realised um, their mark? Obviously, he's a player who does sort of get on get on possession quite you know, a bit further up the pitch, which perhaps maybe at times yesterday we were we were missing. I'm a big Shinny fan, so yeah, I think he's been quite a big miss. Um, it's it's difficult because we 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 have such individual players. I mean, by that we have very attacking sort of like minded players. We've got very sort of like steady midfield players, but we don't have anyone who sort of like has more than a couple of strings to their bow. And I think Shinny actually has that. And I think he, you know, we have missed him. And again, you know, all this postponement, I mean, I'm not sure if there's an ETA for him uh, when we're going to see him again. But, you know, I think that kind of player, he does have that kind of X factor and he can sort of like ghost around a bit and you suddenly think, oh, you know, that's an interesting position to pick up. And I, I was like to say, I was a fan of his when he was um, at Luton. So, you know, I was, I was glad when we picked him up and I couldn't understand why they let him go. So it's difficult. I was wondering, though, you know, with Boya, and everyone talks about the new manager, I wonder just how much advice he takes from Jacko. Because they were both sort of like midfielders. And you know, Boya more of an attacking midfielder, but Jacko got all his goals. So you wonder how they're sort of like contemplating looking at the game from their own perspective. You know, are they thinking, you know, well, if I was playing, would I be doing this? Would I be doing that? So, but you don't tend to see him sort of like talking to Jacko much during a game. And you do wonder... You know, if Jacko has, you know, a voice in his ear to say, well, maybe we should be putting on Johnny Williams. Maybe we should be going for it now. Or whether he just sort of sits down and goes, you know, Bo's the manager and let him get on with it. 
Mm, well, that's always interesting to see the uh, the dynamic between the the, the, the two there. But yeah, you, don't, well, you never really know who, who who's uh, who, you know what advice Bo's getting or, or what Jacko thinks. But yeah, we cert- we certainly saw a, a, a pattern the, the last couple of away games in particular of, of how Bo likes to see out a game. But you know, I will reiterate: if we we don't concede from that corner, then we've seen that that game reasonably comfortably because Swindon hadn't created a chance. But as I said earlier, it's the risk you always take if you if you allow the other team. But don't forget, Swindon do have a say in this as well. Uh, they did <laughs> to put us under pressure. I mean, Steve uh, McLennan, uh, you know, another one who was questioning Bose. He says it's a repeated tactic that hasn't worked. I don't know if it's stubbornness, naivety, or he just gives the players too much credit. We're totally in control of the game, uh, and we don't need to drop back. The best tactic would be to carry on playing in their half, which is obviously uh, something we've seen. Uh, quite a lot, though. Steve did add that on a more positive note. We are only four behind uh, the, the the top of the table. If we learn to see out games, we will walk this league. Uh, Michael Smith uh, said our boys had to defend a very wet pitch. I wouldn't be surprised if Swindon's groundsman watered it before the rain came in order to further dampen down our style of football. It, it was difficult conditions yesterday. It was horrible rain uh, that was uh, that was coming down at one point, which certainly uh, didn't help. But uh, Michael Michael's keen to point out that he thinks the forwards. And attacking midfielders should all sit down together this week and sort themselves out or have their heads banged together. Because certainly final passes, as he, as he says in this email, Michael, they did go astray yesterday. And, and I think that was part of Bo's frustration, as we heard in the uh, in the email, in the interview, sorry. He set up his team thinking that we, we should have been 3-4-1 up by that time because we did get in and around their their area and then didn't quite grate it into a, into a chance that it should have been. Simon says, hi guys, although obviously frustrated again at dropping two big points. We need some perspective. Many are dropping points lately, including Hull, Lincoln and Ipswich. We're not even a half of the way uh, through the season. Seems most will drop a lot of points this season with little, uh, very little pre-season. Injuries will pile up, I think, for many uh, clubs. Yeah, that's uh, certainly a good point. And then finally, uh, from Duncan, uh, firstly, 40 years ago today, uh, my mum, Rosemary, took me and my younger brother, seven years old and five years old, to our first game at the Valley. So happy anniversary to you, Duncan. Uh, we beat Carlisle United in Division 3 as a single month. It's amazing to think that she took us regularly to home and some away games. Not common for mums to do that in the 80s. Lots of ups, uh, some uh, lots of downs and some ups, uh, but I wouldn't have it anyway. That's a great story, Duncan. He says, this leads me to my second point. Uh, Charlton never do things the easy way. Yesterday, summed that up. A draw would probably have been a fair result, but after getting our noses in front, we didn't manage the game well. We took the wrong decision in the final third. Lee took the wrong decision to go all defensive. Um, uh, as well. We know from last season uh, and this that we cannot hold on to Leeds. We need to look for another goal to extend our lead. Louis, please ask Lee why he persists with this approach when we've thrown four points away against Shrewsbury and Swindon. Well, as I said, yeah, as we heard in the interview, Bo felt that we were comfortable, so I think he felt that the approach uh, was working, but obviously it, it, it came apart <laughs> right at the end. Right, uh, apologies if we can't, uh, didn't get to your email uh, this evening. Uh, we've got so many that have come in, but we're going to have a break now. When we come back, as I said, it's the Christmas show. It's our Christmas special. We're going to have a Christmas party, play some party games. We've got the Christmas quiz coming up after the break. Shinny prepares to take. Shinny takes. It's a shot. Oh, great break. The power was too strong for Eastwood. He dived to his left, but it's passed him. And Shinny, who got the assist for the first goal, now opens his Charlton account with a lovely free kick. And Charlton, just before half time, make it two. Charlton Live. So, welcome back to Charlton Live. This is our final part of our Christmas special. And as is tradition for this time of year, we're going to have a bit of party games, uh, a Charlton related quiz 
Uh, we always do this, obviously, on our on our Christmas show. Uh, normally in the studio, obviously, festive hats and jumpers and mince pies and cans of beers and stuff. Unfortunately, we, we can't do that due to, you know, the world that we're living in at the moment. But we're still going to try and make the best of it, as I'm sure everyone is going to do over the next couple of weeks. And uh, so we're going to have our, our party games. I've written uh, a quiz, as I do every year, 10 questions uh, for either side. I'm going to split the boys into two teams, so we're going to have a mixture of uh, questions I've written down and we'll just ask and also some audio uh, questions as well. I did a uh, uh, a little um, like uh, random draw earlier uh, to split the two in, into two teams. So first up, uh, team one, uh, who's who was on team one? That is Mark and Tom. So Mark and Tom, I did ask you to come up with a team name. What have you gone for? Uh, we've gone with Welsh Rabbit. Welsh Rarebit. Oh, very, very good, Mark. I've got a feeling Tom might have had something to do with that team name, did you, Tom? Uh, I can't confirm or deny. Yeah, well, excellent stuff. And uh, so team two uh, is Lewis and Ben. Uh, Lewis and Ben, a uh, strong, potentially strong team. Now, I listened back to last year's quiz, actually, uh, this afternoon. Ben is very, very good at knowledge on, on this seat, on like the like Charlton recent Charlton stuff so I'm expecting this to be a strong team but uh, what team have you gone for Ben and Lewis? Well there's no need for that kind of pressure buddy yeah <laughs> yeah building him up yeah uh, we gone for tier for fears oh nice uh, play on the tears for fears but it's just tier for fears to remember the horror show that we're all living in oh well done boys taking the buzz right off there but no good uh, good team name uh, so excellent stuff so obviously as I always do as well um, I've gone through and created a buzzer uh, to let you know if you're correct or if you've got the, the, the question wrong. So I'm sure the Welsh rabbits will like the uh, the buzzer for if you're correct. That is this. Unbelievable feeling. That's Jordy Williams after he scored his, uh, his goal uh, against Portsmouth. Now, if you're wrong, you are going to get some short shrift from Lee Boyer. It's not good enough. Like, what are you doing? So you don't want to be hearing that, uh, although I dare say... Uh, as is the way, it will be coming out uh, quite a lot this time. Now, I've, I've written two sets of questions, so we need to decide uh, which team's going to go first. Um, so, I need to do a, a heads or tails. Um, I've, again, I've written this on Excel because I haven't got a coin to hand, but basically, I've got a randomization. So, Benji, I've, I'm going to ask you to call this. So, heads or tails? Uh, tails never fails. And tails didn't fail this time. It's landed on tails on my random Excel spreadsheet. So, Ben, do you want to go... First or second? Well, I'll confer, Lewis. Any Ooh. preference? Let's go. You choose, mate. Up to you. Oh, go God. <laughs> we can't even, can't even get this one We'll right. go Come second. On. We'll go we'll second. Go second. Right, yeah, second. We're in, that, so, we're in their heads already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they can't, they can't hack it. They're mind games. Excellent stuff. So, uh, uh, as is tradition with the quiz I, I've, I've probably gone slightly easier first and then as the quiz goes on it gets harder there's 10 points to play for so first up is uh, for Mark and Tom the Welsh Rarebits um, what, uh, what so th- yeah this is question one uh, so who scored our first competitive goal of the season now you're allowed to confer but then you have to decide and give me a final answer our first competitive goal this season <sighs> It was the cup game Papa before John's, the league started, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was there was two because there was the Swindon. Swindon was in the League Cup, and it, that was Macaulay Bon. But we played Wimbledon in the Papa John's, and I don't know if Papa John's counts as competitive or not. Yes, in Louis' mind, that will count as competitive. 
So, yeah. yeah. That was two. We lost 2-1. Uh, who would have scored in that game? Can we steal it if they get it wrong? Yeah, no, can we steal that's, it? That's going to get too complicated. I've set up, and again, Excel spreadsheet with the scores, but no. See, this, this is how the quiz went last year. Ben knows all the answers. So, right, go yeah. on. Uh, Welsh Rabbits, you've got 10 seconds to give me an answer. <sighs> um, what? I, I have no idea. No idea at all. Mark, you're going to guess? Washi- go for Washington. No, it's not good enough. Like, what are you doing? Oh, blimey, I knew the answer. I've just remembered I've got who it is as well. I, comment- I commentated on the game as well, so it's in my head. <laughs> I've just remembered it was uh, Oztuma, wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah. was. Aaron Oztuma scored a free kick away at AFC Wimbledon. Unfortunately, you were out of time and Mark guessed wrong anyway, so that is a incorrect answer. So, the first question for uh, Ben and Lewis, tears for fears. Uh, or tears for fears, whatever it was. Um, your question is: Who scored our first league goal of the season? Alfie Doughty. Unbelievable yes. feeling. <laughs> Unbelievable feeling. Come on! Excellent stuff. Yes, that is the correct answer. Alfie Doughty, of course, puts one 0 up uh, away at Crew on the opening day of the season. Right uh, back to the Welsh rabbits. How many clean sheets have we kept in the league this season? No cheating, by the way. Obviously, normally we're in the studio, so I can check if you're. Looking at the internet or on your phone or something, but no, don't, that's not in the spirit of the Charlton Live Christmas quiz. So I hope you're not doing that. But for Welsh rabbits, how many clean sheets have we kept in the league this season? I think we've proved that we're not cheating so far. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, um, we played 17, and Ben got the player of the season after uh, play, yeah. man of a man of a month after six clean. Is it just league so games, Lou? Did you say league games? Yeah. Probably about, probably about yeah, half, I want to say seven half, or eight. Seven or eight, yeah. Yeah, let's yeah, go eight. Final answer. Eight. Yeah, eight. Eight. Eight is your final answer. Unbelievable yeah. feeling. Unbelievable <laughs> Correct. It's eight. Yeah, eight clean sheets in the league this season. Obviously, we had six in a row, uh, and then um, yeah, we've had a couple of uh, other ones as well. Right. Uh, tears for fears. Uh, how many games have we failed to score in in the league this season? Oh, blimey. Cool. Uh, Sunderland. Cool. Yeah. Um, Lincoln. Did we score? Lincoln, we lost 2-0, didn't we? Yeah, that's a shout. Yeah. What did we do early on? No, one. Sunderland, Lincoln. Sunderland. We scored everyone else, haven't we? Lincoln. Uh, no, there's one. Oh, Mill and Keynes. Mill and Keynes. MK Dons, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I can't think of any more. In the league, yeah, Louis? Only in the league, yeah. Just in the league. I, yeah. I don't think there's any more. I seem to think that we've scored in in most, but yeah, MK Dons yeah. was recent. We didn't score in that. Lincoln, I remember we didn't score. And, and Sunderland was nil-nil. Sunderland was nil-nil. I, yeah, would you reckon three? Yeah, go three. Go three, Louis. Unbelievable feeling. Come on. Oh, excellent quizzing there. So after two questions uh, each, it's 2-1 to tiers four fears. Uh, the Welsh Rabbits have got some catching up to do. Now, right, we're into our first audio question uh, of this year's quiz. There's three audio rounds all together uh, peppered throughout the quiz. This first one uh, is a Charlton goal, uh, a commentary clip of a Charlton goal. You need to tell me who scored it and who it was against. So you need both uh, of the both parts of the answer uh, to win the point. So this is for the Welsh Rabbits. Who scored this goal and who was it against? Looking for an EK, just doesn't find him. But that's good work from Nico to win it back for Charlton. Ball across into Shinny's pass. Shinny into the penalty area, trying to get it across. He does the. 
who scores and finishes for Chowan and puts them in the lead here. So there we go. Who scored that goal and who was it against? That's for the Welsh Rabbits. Mark and Tom. Silence. Any ideas, Mark? Uh, not a clue. <laughs> Um, That's annoying. Yeah. Well, you want to hear it one more time? Uh, uh, I don't know what, how much difference that'll make. <laughs> yeah. But go on. Um, Looking for an EK, just doesn't find him. But that's good work from Nico to win it back for Charlton. Ball across into Shinny's pass. Shinny into the penalty area, trying to get it across. He does to. Yes! Who scores and finishes for Charlton? And puts them in the lead here. So you have to try and picture how that move played out, really. But have you have you got an idea who that may be and who it right, may be it's, against? Right, it's, it's obviously a way. So I think it was a way at Gillingham, and it sounded like there there was a crowd, but I don't think there was a crowd. So maybe, but they had crowd like Tannoy, didn't they? Hmm. Like crowd noise on the Tannoy. But Nikkei scored, and that was Nikkei in the build-up. What do we do with Black Blackpool? This is a very hard quiz. Black Blackpool. Who would have scored it? Maybe. Who scored at Blackpool? Yeah. Oh man, this is so. That was a Nike again, though, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm going to put you under a little bit of pressure now. I need an answer in the next 15 seconds. Benji, it's hard for you because you know every single one. That's the problem. I'm a sad. Uh, let's just let's just pick someone. Uh. uh well, Connor. Washington, yeah, Washington's got the most, so Blackpool away and yeah. uh, Washington. It's not good enough. Like, what are you doing? Unlucky. Oh, that man. was Albie. Well, what, yeah, it was Albie Morgan away at Ipswich Town. Uh, so that is an incorrect answer. Right, tears for fears. Uh, who scored this goal and who was it against? Little touch ahead of him, just taking it in his stride. Good ball out here on the right hand side to Smith. Smith, ball into the box. For Right hand side. There we go. Ooh. Any ideas? Ben and Lewis? Well, Smith normally sets up an Eki, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, and that's Smith. Smith, Smith, Smith. He's been out for a little bit recently, so that rules out the scored, recent games. scored one against Blackpool where Smith set up an Eki. Uh... Or no, who edited that back? Wasn't that Doughty? I didn't no, it was one where Doughty edited it back, wasn't it? So yeah, against Blackpool. Fifteen seconds. Now Smith edited that back. Oh, Ipswich. The second goal against Ipswich. Was that Smith? No, that was Bogle, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Ten seconds. Oh, who do uh, we go with? Burton. Smith scored. Did Smith set up an EK? Yeah, I reckon. Got? I reckon. Well, oh, I don't know. What his goal seconds. again? Let's go. Let's just go. What an EK at Burton away? It's not good enough. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <sighs> no, unfortunately, that was that was Chuck's an EK, but the game was away at Portsmouth, so you got that uh, one wrong. It was Smith uh, with the excellent cross. Over from the right hand side, and Anika headed it home. So, after three questions each, it's still 2 1 uh, to the Tears for Fears. Right, question four is for the Welsh Rabbits. Uh, who scored the earliest goal in the league that we've scored this season, and who was it against? So, what was our earliest goal in the league this season? Oh, 
Is it Purrington? Is it? Yeah, he's he's after about three minutes. Oh, against uh, uh, Ched Evans Fleetwood. Fleetwood, 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 wasn't it? At home. Unbelievable feeling. Yes. Unbelievable feeling. Excellent stuff. Yes, it is Ben Purrington who headed home uh, against Fleetwood after four minutes, it was. So, uh, question to Tears for Fears. Uh, what was the latest goal we've scored this season against who and who scored it? It's got to be the same man, isn't it? La- uh, last week? Yeah, I think you're right. Against yeah. Wimbledon? Perrington against Wimbledon, yeah. Unbelievable feeling. Come on. Excellent stuff. Yes, good round. That was both uh, teams getting their answer correct. It was Ben Perrington scored against Wimbledon uh, in the 95th minute. Uh, of the game. Right, uh, back to the Welsh Rabbits. 3 uh, 2 to Tears 4 Fears uh, as it stands. Welsh Rabbits, who is the player with the most outfield league starts this season? My first thought would be Ben Watson, because he's only missed. Has he only missed the game when he got suspended? I no, think. but he, he didn't. There's a couple of games he's been on the bench, so. Has he? Yeah. Pratley's I'm played Prattley, a lot as well, isn't Prattley's he? pretty played in most of them for the outfielders. Uh, I, I can't see it being one of the yeah. midfielders. So no. Ma- Marston G- and Puritan have been interchangeable. Yeah. Well, Gunter yeah. came, came in after the season started, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. So, and so did Matthews, um, actually. So. Bogle started a lot of games, didn't he? That's the only other one. Mm. Yeah, but again, it's a, the question the question is who's, who's was it who started the most? League? Who started the most league games? Who started the most league? I outfield. Yeah. I'd, I'd say Pratley because I'd, I think Bogle again. He's been interchangeable a couple of times with Chucks. Where Pratley's yeah, been in that. Let's go. Yeah, centre back in. Let's go, big but bad Darren. Yeah. yeah, unbelievable feeling, Pratley. Yeah, excellent stuff. Yeah, Darren Pratley has started every league game, which I didn't realise he started seventeen. Uh, out of 17 uh, sorry 16 out of 17 so uh, he started almost every league game o- only other one uh, was one where he came off the bench as well so Dan Prattley's uh, done a superb job considering his age uh, right so uh, question for tears for fears uh, who is the player who's been subbed off the most oh, you could look at Bogle there wouldn't you yeah um... Bogle trying to think as many games as who else could have been subbed off uh, I'm Johnny thinking, normally gets subbed on. Yeah, he usually really. gets subbed on. I I think Bogle. Bogle is the obvious choice. Albie's, Albie. Only, Albie's only really come in fairly recently, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, who else? Mid- midfielder-wise, Madison's not played enough. Otherwise, yeah, Madison's not really played enough. Neither's Jake. Um, push you guys for an answer then player who's I, been I think the most. I'd, I'd go with Bogle Ben but I'd, yeah go with Bogle yeah yeah we'll go with Bogle unbelievable feeling excellent Woo-hoo! stuff yes yeah, so Bogle's been substituted off uh, nine times uh, so far this season so halfway through the quiz the score is uh, four to tears for fears three for Welsh Rabbits it's the Welsh Rabbits who go first in this next uh, audio round this is a Lee Boyer interview bear in mind you're only going to hear this once because they're both quite long uh, I, you, I need the Welsh Rabbits to tell me what game I speak to Lee Bowyer after in this clip. So it's a, it's a post-match interview. What game is Lee Bowyer referring to? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I think um, I think a point against a strong side. That I think they'll be up there at the end of the season. They've, they've got some good players in that side and good experience, some good legs. They're, they're better than when we played them before. Um, so yeah, and, and the situation with us and the state our squads in at the moment, then I think it's a good point. Mm, so, Tom and Mark, who who is Lee Bayer talking about there? What game? I remember that. I remember my first guess about... would be mine would be Sunderland because he said yeah. it's early-ish in the season, and we drew with them, didn't we? Yeah, and they better than they were when we played them before, which is yeah. obviously in the, in the playoff. Um, I, They're I'm the only su- good team I can feel that we've drawn against before we started to get more of our players in. Yeah, no, my my because we played them at like the end of September, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, that same. Was, I, that was my game. Let's go for straight it. Away. It was Sunderland. So say Sunderland, Lou. Sunderland, unbelievable feeling. Yes. Excellent stuff. Yeah, former Sunderland man there saying it's an unbelievable feeling. Uh, they got that one right. Excellent answering there. Right, this one is for Tears for Fears. It's four four. Uh, at the moment on the points, but this could uh, f- to be to go back into the lead. Uh, what game is Lebo you're talking about here? Um, I thought it was a real good team performance um, from the start to finish. I think they they had a bit more possession than us, but didn't really didn't really hurt us. I don't think. Um, can't many can't remember too many clear-cut chances that Ben had to make saves, you know. Um, and then, obviously, we, we get the goal. Something that we, we walked through earlier on today. And uh, Shinny getting in them little pockets. He's a very, very clever player. And um, great run from great pass. So, uh, took it well. Tough one. Which one do you think that... Which game do you think that refers to? I've got, I've got two in my head and I can't decide between the two. I'm I'm thinking between Pompey away and Ipswich away. So what I was going to say is that Ipswich one was we heard that back earlier where Shinny put the ball in and then Morgan scored for Albie. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. something with a walk through in training. Yeah, I think that I think that's it from memory. Yeah, I'd I'd go with that Ben. Yeah, go on then. We'll go with that little Ipswich away. It's not good enough. Like, what are you doing? Oh, no. Uh, it was Oxford it? United Oxford, at home. Yeah. So you'll remember uh, Andrew Shinney made that great run and then uh, picked up the ball and laid it off uh, for Connor Washington. Uh, so oh. there we go. Right now we're getting into the harder questions. It's five. Uh, it's uh, four all uh, after after six questions each. Welsh Rabbits and Tears for Fears. So into the last four questions each. Question number seven for the Welsh Rabbits. Who was fouled at Blackpool for James Husband's early red card? Good God. Oh. So James Husband was fouled, was uh, red carded inside the first two minutes, wasn't he? Who was the child yeah. player that was fouled? It, it, it was in on goal, wasn't it? He was going yeah. in on goal. It was Bogle. Was it? Yeah. Unbelievable okay. feeling. Let's go with it. Ah, correct. Solid. Correct. <laughs> Excellent answer. And yeah, it was Omar Bogle uh, managed to get the wrong side of the defender. Was wiped out. Straight red card for James Husband. Uh, so you may be able to guess what's coming next. Uh, Tears for fears. Who was fouled by Tom Flanagan for his red card uh, in the game against Sunderland? So Tom Flanagan was sent off against the Addicts at, uh, at the Valley. Uh, which Charlton player was fouled when he received his red card? 
Was it after? It was in the second that half, was, wasn't it? That was one game where I only watched the highlights and I didn't watch the game. No, uh, so you didn't do your research. Oh, oh. oh I think it might. It was the. It was either. It might have been Connor, or. Oh, I, have fe- I have a feeling it was a. Oh God! I'm swaying towards Connor. I remember thinking, oh, it'd be good to get him another goal. Yeah, Connor. I'm trying to think. That was earlier on in the season, so we didn't have the the squad we had now. So I remember, like maybe like Levitt might have played and people like that. Ozzy as well. Was he still here then? I don't oh, know. Man. I swear, something's sticking out of my head that one of the one of the young guys played in that game. Like not Barker, midfielder. Um, you got to think name? they was through on goal though, weren't they? Yeah, I'm going to push you for an answer. I don't know if the next right, 10 seconds. Next 10 seconds. Uh, I don't know, mate. I, I'm I'm sort of torn on. on. You go with it, mate. I, I don't know. Uh, the Washington then, Louis. Unbelievable feeling. Get it. Oh, blimey. Oh, that's excellent lucky. stuff. Yeah, Connor Washington was wiped out by uh, Tom Flanagan. I think it was a second yellow, if I remember rightly. But yeah, he was. Right, now this is uh, a question about other League One sides. This one is for the Welsh Rare Bits. Which team are managed in League One by Jake Buxton? And the reason I've asked these questions is because I don't think I'd know it. So who's managed by Jake Buxton in League One? Never even heard of Jake Buxton. So that doesn't bode well. <laughs> so it's got to be Wonder- some little also-ran team. Yeah, who's playing, who's playing along at home if they get this or not. Oh, look at Tom putting down teams in League One. Mm. We're there as well. Ben, when you said we, his Tom? name, my immediate thought was Burton because they're a team I know absolutely nothing about. Are they? They're in our league, aren't they? We lost them. Have you got any ideas, noobs? Are you even there? Oh, we've lost him. <laughs> Noobs, oh, are you there, mate? I'll take it on my so, own. Sorry, then. sorry, sorry. He's, yeah. he's gone. I realised I hadn't unmuted. Um, uh, uh, I'm, I'm talking away here. Like Burton, it, Burton is in my head, and I've we'll no go idea with, why. Go with, go with Burton because I think it's either them or Shrewsbury. But I'll go with Burton with you, mate. It's definitely not Burton. Shrewsbury, so let's say Burton. Yeah. Oh, okay, then. Unbelievable feeling. <sighs> wow, look at that! They've pulled out the hat there. Yeah, it's Burton Albion is managed by Jake Buxton. So that's six five. Uh, to the Welsh Rare Bits. Uh, similar question for Tears for Fears. Uh, which team are managed by David Artell? Crew. Uh, yeah, crew. Unbelievable feeling. Well, you got that one Fish a lot easier posh. than they did. Come uh, on. Lovely stuff. So 6-6 six, six going into the final two uh, with the final couple of questions for each team. Uh, this is the last audio round. Again, it's a goal by a Charlton player. Welsh Rare Bits. Who scored this goal and who was it again? Charlton to take. Hits it. Oh, it's in. Oh, it's in. Oh, oh, it's in. It looked for all the world that Jones is going to get there, but the strike oh, good enough. And it hits the post and goes in. Oh, so whose goal was that? It's Jake Foster-Kasky. It's his free kick. Against... Ooh. Oh, do we have, we have to say who it's against? Who's against, yeah. yeah I have, I, you I, have to get who it's against. It was at home, wasn't it? Yeah, um, and it went in off the. Yeah. Oh, 
turn off the post, so you went to let it go. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... <sighs> we played at home. Uh, we're, we're running out of Oxford, time. Oxford, we've played. Sunderland, we didn't score. Who haven't we? Wigan, we played. Wigan was 1 0, wasn't it? Yeah. It was definitely Jake's free kick. Uh, Doncaster at home. Screaming at their podcast equipment here. Yeah. Um, Wigan's the only home game I can think of that we haven't mentioned yet. Well, let's go with Jake at Wigan then. Unbelievable feeling. Excellent stuff. Yes, it was against Wigan. Uh, the Jake Forster Caskies free kick just snuck in. So 7-6 to the Welsh Rabbits. But Tears for Fears are still, are still a question behind. Uh, you need to tell me, Tears for Fears, who scored this goal and who it was so, against. Matson gets it back, swung across. Doubt is there, heads it back. He got it. There's it. And there's the goal. Superb football from Charlton. What a header back from Doughty. And poach it. And Charlton have a 1-0 lead. Who got Ooh. that one? So, I kind of did mention it that earlier, didn't I? With Dowie heading it back and yeah. Chuck scoring. So, I, well, I don't want to say it yet, Louis, just in case you start doing <laughs> that. Like, you ain't got long, though, so you got to hurry up. Well, I'm thinking Aniki against Blackpool. Um, so, because Dowie did head that back and I got that wrong last time. So Yeah, and I, I seem to remember Matt, that, Matson playing the ball in as well because he came on, didn't he? And after Parenton got sent off, he came on in the second half and looked really good. I have, yeah. I have a feeling. I'm, I'm, I think Blackpool away, but Benji, I, 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 what well, do you reckon? Yeah, I, yeah, because I said it earlier. Yeah, Which, yeah, Chucks and EK Blackpool away. Unbelievable feeling. Come Woo-hoo! on, excellent stuff. Wow, so we're seven each going into the last question. There is a tiebreak question in case we're tired. But Welsh rabbits, you're in uh, column one, so you've got this question. Uh, which is the highest placed team in the table that we've beaten so far? So, judged on current standings, who is the team in the highest position that we've beaten so far? Portsmouth. It has to be, because Portsmouth are top, aren't so, they now? Yeah, Portsmouth. Unbelievable feeling. Yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't know who was in where in the table. So, yeah, that's quite an easy one, really. So, you've taken an 8-7 lead going into the last question. Tears for fears, you have to get this one right. Which is the lowest placed team currently in the table that we've beaten so far? Oh man, I thought you was going to ask uh, that. Are you flipping Wigan. Oh, but yeah. Oh, uh, hang on, hang on. Don't do the because I think Louis. I have a feeling yeah. Burton are bottom. Down, we lost. They? It's just, and then I think Swindon are in there. Shrews are in there. We didn't beat either of them. The only team I can think that are down there are Wigan. We beat them one nil at home. Well, we have struggled against Alerty. We beat. Northampton are down there as well, aren't they? We beat them. Yeah, but I but think Wigan, Wigan, are... Are Wigan lost like 6-0 the other day, aren't they? I, I yeah, think... yeah, to Rochdale, yeah. Wigan bottom or maybe second bottom. Burton were definitely down there. I'm, I'm, I reckon I'm 90% on Wigan. Yeah, I reckon it could have been Northampton, but I think, didn't they win yesterday? So, yeah, I've, I think, yeah. I reckon Wigan. Yeah, go Wigan. Yeah, Wigan, Louis. Unbelievable feeling. Come on! Oh, there we go. So a last-minute leveller for the Tears for Fears. It's eight all. So we're going to go into a tie-break for the 2020 Christmas quiz. So I need an answer from each team, uh, and then whoever's closest wins. If you're 
both the equal a distance away, then we'll just call it a draw. Otherwise, we'll be all bloody night. Uh, so the question is, and, and you have both have uh, 10 seconds conferring each team. Uh, so the Welsh Rabbits can confer first, and then the Tears 4 Fears can confer after. Uh, how many goals have we scored in all competitions this season, including the free cup competition? So Welsh Rabbits, your 10 seconds starts now. Well, we've done, well, we got right. all that 20-odd we got about at home. I was going to say, I reckon we've got about 30 in the league. Oh, no, I reckon more. I reckon we've got 30 in the league, and then... And there's the oh, cups. No, no, it's not that many. 40, uh, 42. No, 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 it's too high, it's too high. No, 40, 42. Quickly, come on. 42. That's no, too high. Let's meet in the middle then. Let's meet no, in the 35, middle. 37. 37. <laughs> 37. Oh, we got 37, right. 37 is the answer I've put it down for. Uh, so, the tiers 4 fears. How many goals have we scored in all competitions this season? Yeah, Lewis, I reckon they have gone too high there. I think they've gone too high. Yeah, I FA feeling... Cup, we didn't score, did we? No, um, I think... And then you look at the the uh, pizza trophy as well. We scored one that against One against Brighton, Wimbledon. We? One against Brighton, when it, cause yeah. it went through to penalties. I think we've got uh, less than 30 in the league, because you look at... We were saying earlier, yeah. we haven't beaten people by more than sort of one goal. 32s? 33 what are you oh, thinking? Uh, 30, 30, yeah, let's go 33. 33. 33. 33. 33. 33. Excellent stuff. Right, so I'm going to put down 33. The answer is 35. So you're both exactly <laughs> oh, two out. Joking. So, oh. hey, look, after the year we've had, I think we all deserve to be winners. So a round of applause for everyone on the quiz. You're, everyone's a winner. Congratulations. Well done, guys. <laughs> well done. So the Tears for Fears and the Welsh Rabbits both share the 2020 Charlton Live Christmas Quiz title. Uh, thanks to all of you who've joined in uh, throughout the year and uh, for, to all those, all those guys who've been on the quiz this evening. Uh, also, of course, to Nathan and to Terry uh, who've been on the show as well this year. But we have, we have come to the end, unfortunately. Uh, so thanks, guys. Thanks for joining me. Cheers, Lou. Yeah, Merry you're Christmas, welcome, everyone. Mate. Happy Christmas, mate. Merry Christmas. Cheers, guys. Yeah, absolute pleasure to have uh, all you guys uh, on the show with me, obviously, through this very trying year. I wish I could have seen uh, you guys in person a lot more than I have. Uh, that hasn't been the case, unfortunately. But uh, congratulations uh, on everyone winning the quiz. Uh, congratulations to all of you. So it's just time uh, from me to say Merry Christmas uh, to everyone. I hope we have a slightly better 2021. But we're in the, uh, the Christmas special, as we always do, uh, with some of our favourite moments uh, of the uh, the season so far. Uh, we dedicate this show, of course, to absent friends, and I wish you all a very Merry Christmas. There's space on the right-hand side for Alfie Doughty now in the penalty area. This is a huge chance for the Alex, and it's Alfie Doughty who puts Charlton into the lead with a calm left-footed finish for its crew, Alexandra Neal, Charlton Athletic 1. Shalaja tries to nod it down, the flag stays down, and it's in! Charlton double their lead, and it's Washington, I think, at the far side. The and the major league. Force Kasky hits it. Oh, it's in! It's in! Oh, it, off. Oh, it looked for all the world that Jones is going to get there, but the strike oh, Force Kasky was good enough, and it hits the post and goes in. Hallelujah. Matson gets it back, swung across. Doubt is there, heads it back again, and there's a header from Adeke! And there's the goal! Superb football from Charlton. What a header back from Doughty. And an EK there to poach it. And Charlton have a 1-0 lead.
Phillips, Innis jumps, heads down, Bogle touchdown, Bradley! Smacks it in! And Joe will take the lead. Doughty, will the ball stay in play at will? Doughty's got a run on Misalu. Approaching the penalty, in the penalty, Alfie Doughty. Can pull across goal, and it's another goal! Oh. It's a brilliantly well-worked move from Joe. Shinny reverse ball, finds Washington, who's through on goal. Connor Washington, And Joe will take the lead. Shinny prepares to take. Shinny it's takes, a it's a shot! Oh, great freaking! Oh. Was too strong for Eastwood. He dived to his left, but it's past him. Chip ball to Pendleton. Monster gets it. Does ball across goal. Williams! Johnny Williams! Johnny Williams scores his first challenge on goal. Smith. Ball into the box. Foot. And he can have of movement again and again it comes in and it's oh, uh, yes. Yes. and this time it's Purrington and Joel make it two Connor Washington getting the fourth of his season so far Washington steps up and scores and Joel retake the lead Somebody now finds an EK takes it oh, oh he's buried it great finish from Jackson EK to bring Joel back on level terms into Shinny's pass, Shinny into the penalty area, trying to get it across, he does to Morgan, yes! who scores and finishes for Jordan, and puts them in the lead here at Portman Road. Nico comes down to Bradley with a shot, goes to Chris, goal, Bogle's in, and Bogle scores, <laughs> his first Joel goal. It's inside onto his right foot, shooting opportunity, Washington goes for it, oh, what a goal, lovely goal, for Connor Washington. Now Nico in the penalty area, he turns, and Nico goes to goal, comes out to Foster Gatsky, yeah. and Jordan have the equaliser. Ball, here. ball comes to Williams. Jackson EK, can he get a shot away? He does! Yes! And it's in! Come on! Jackson EK has very chance for Harrington's there. Williams there! Oh, off the post yes. of Harrington on the finish! Wins the game for John! I would like to wish all the Charlton supporters. Lee Bowyer, Johnny Jackson, all the Charlton players, the rest of the coaching staff and everybody else connected, connected with Charlton Athletic, a very Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.